Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program for Wednesday, March the 23rd, 2022. We are now 14 months and two days into the gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris presidency. And I did that in air quotes because there are still many people who have deep-seated doubts as to the legitimacy of this presidency. And don't worry, my friends, President Joe Biden left this morning on a high-stakes trip One of the highest stakes presidential trips in recent memory, according to CNN, a moment that U.S. presidents usually assume leadership roles. Joe Biden is going to go and further cement the belief and the realization, the knowledge, and the fact that he is a lousy, lousy excuse for a president. And he's heading to Brussels. And he's heading to Poland. And that should underscore the alliance's limits in ending the bloodshed in Ukraine. Western leaders are struggling to find ways to halt Vladimir Putin's war. And so far, the punishing Western sanctions of Joe Biden haven't even slowed down, much less stopped Putin. Do you see a pattern here, my friends? Remember when Joe Biden says, We're going to shut down the virus, not the economy. He didn't shut down the virus. And the economy is still suffering from high inflation, supply chain shortages, empty shelves, Joe, high gasoline diesel prices, and of course a crippling of domestic energy production. The sanctions on hundreds of members of Russia's lower legislative body, changes to NATO's force posture along the eastern edge, is all different, and yet Putin is still flipping the middle finger at feeble-fingered Joe Biden, further cementing his position that he knows Joe Biden is a weak-ass old man. As he departed the White House early this morning, Biden appears intent on using his last-minute wartime visit to Europe to send a message. Get off my lawn! Nobody's on your lawn, Joe. When asked what he would say to his partners at NATO, Biden says he'll wait to deliver that message face-to-face. In other words, at the moment the reporters asked him, he didn't have cue cards or a teleprompter there. He doesn't know what the hell he's going to say until they open the teleprompter or hand him the cue cards. This is what he said. All I have to say is I'm going to say it when I get there. What? What a clown. For Biden, these last-minute talks are a potential venue to demonstrate foreign policy credentials that he promised as a candidate when he vowed to restore American leadership and repair broken alliances, but he has done anything but those things. Our position on the world stage is of a very weakened democracy run by a bunch of clowns who just keep getting out of the clown car. Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, Maxine Waters, Alexandria Horseface Cortez, Focahontas Elizabeth Warren, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Adam Schiff, and all the other clowns. They just keep getting out of that tiny little clown car, and everyone around the world is laughing at the United States of America. 
I'm going to shift gears for just a moment, and then I'll get back to the visit, which, by the way, Biden ruled out a visit to the Ukraine because leaders say it would make for a powerful symbol amid the war, but gropey Joe Biden is a chicken shit at heart. Now, let me, let me just step aside for a moment. Everyone is lining up to say, oh, Vladimir Zelensky is a great leader. I don't know if you've read this, but on many, many international publications, not the mainstream leftist media run by the Democrats, the progressives, the liberals, the woke here in the United States, but Vladimir Zelensky has basically declared himself dictator for life. The first thing he did was issue an executive order banning any other political party except his own. Then he took over all of the television and radio and newspaper networks in the entire country of the Ukraine, and now all communications have to come through his office. He has suppressed freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, because he's pretty much locking people inside, and he has canceled all the other political parties, made them illegal, unlawful. Now, can you imagine if gropey Joe Biden tried something like that here? He'd get up tomorrow morning and say, I think I'm going to get rid of all the independents. Independents are now illegal. You either become a Democrat or, or you're illegal. And Republicans, I'm going to cancel all Republicans tomorrow. If you're a Republican, you can't be a Republican anymore. It's illegal, so now you have to be a Democrat. And then, imagine if he went in with the military and took over Fox News Channel. If he went in and took over ABC, NBC, MSNBC, CBS, and the others. Those, of course, would be easy to take over because they're already kissing at the tit of the Democrats. Then imagine if he came out tomorrow and said, anyone who wants to run against me or any of the Democrats are illegal and lawbreakers and will be punished, imprisoned, possibly killed. That's what's happening in the Ukraine right now while everyone is praising the bravery of Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine. Now look, you and I will agree, I'm sure, that Vladimir Putin's invasion of the Ukraine was illegal, immoral, unethical, uh, unlawful, whatever. It is an illegal invasion. But to turn around and declare yourself dictator for life, why are we even bothering to be involved in the Ukraine anymore? There's no democracy there. The only interest the United States had in the Ukraine was the potential entry of Ukraine into the North American Treaty Organization, better known as NATO. Now that Zelensky has slammed the door solidly on democracy, on freedom, on rights, civil rights, constitutional type rights, why do we even give a damn? Well, it's because we're hoping at some point, I think the Democrats are at least, that we'll be able to go in there and liberate the Ukraine. And then they'll be beholden to us. That is not going to happen, my friends. Russia won't allow it. China won't allow it. And now Zelensky, who on one hand begs for tanks and bombs and planes and fuel and food and band-aids, he's not about to give up that power. He's not about to step down. He's not about to let a full free election occur in the Ukraine. 
that will knock him out of power. All right, back to the original topic. The White House has ruled out Biden visiting the Ukraine after leaders said it would make for a powerful symbol amid the war. Instead, he will raise his most direct efforts at Western unity during the war so far, rallying counterparts at a critical juncture for the crisis. That's what CNN wrote. That's code speak. That's code words, dog whistle words for Biden is too chicken shit to go to the Ukraine. And even if he did, there's nothing he can do because he is powerless. Military officials say Russia's several weeks old invasion has reached a stalemate, leading to fears over how Putin will proceed going forward. Among topics for leaders to discuss this week is how to respond in case Russia decides to use chemical or, heaven forbid, nuclear weapons or launch a massive cyber attack. In other words, Biden and his entourage are going to spend millions of taxpayer dollars to send him over to a peaceful country in Eastern Europe so that he can play what-if, what-if, what-if games and nothing is going to be accomplished. Earlier this week, Biden said Putin's stumbles in the Ukraine will cause him to resort to more troubling options with cyber attacks being Biden's major concern. When asked as he was leaving the White House about a risk of chemical warfare, Biden says he felt it was a real threat. He said, Now Putin's back against the wall. He wasn't anticipating standard strength and unity. And now it's back against the wall. More severity attack than employ. What? Now Putin's back is against the wall? He wasn't anticipating the extent or strength of our unity? Biden, what unity are you involved in? And the more he has his back against the wall, the greater the severity of the tactics he may employ? Come on, Gropey Joe, you're grasping at straws. And now that Zelensky has declared himself dictator, why should we give a damn? Well, geographically speaking, I understand that gives Mr. Putin, if he takes over the Ukraine completely, full access to that large body of water just to the south of the Ukraine. And that could be troubling for us should we decide to continue to meddle in affairs that don't concern us. Biden says he hopes to emerge from an intensive day of meetings tomorrow, Thursday, with some new actions to announce alongside his partners. You know, like some more sanctions on Russia, which aren't working now, because we're still buying Russian oil and natural gas. <sighs> Steps to cut off his oil and gas profits, new announcements of military or financial assistance to the new dictatorship known as the Ukraine. Gropey Joe says he plans to put sanctions this week on hundreds of Russians serving in the lower legislative body of Russia. Imagine that if Vladimir Putin puts sanctions against Nancy Pelosi, against Focahontas, Elizabeth Warren, and started the people in the lower house of representatives with sanctions against their financial assets. I don't think we would appreciate that. Oh, I would. I think it would be funny. But if you were a congressperson, you wouldn't think it was funny. The U.S. has already sanctioned some members of the lower uh, house chamber there in Russia, but this week's announcement will likely expand the list. 
The Pentagon, ahead of Biden's trip to Brussels, provided the White House with a series of options for potential additional U.S. troops in Eastern Europe, according to a U.S. official. Biden could announce changes to the force posture following his meetings tomorrow, although any announcement will depend on conversations with allies. Jake Sullivan is Gropey Joe Biden's national security advisor, and he said yesterday the president would make a slew of announcements, including, quote, a joint action on enhancing European energy security and reducing Europe's dependence on Russian gas at long last, unquote, as well as longer-term adjustments to NATO force posture on the eastern flank. He will make further commitments on human rights to respond to the growing flow of refugees from the Ukraine. And now I will stop for a moment to remind you, we have over 12,000 troops over there right now on the Eastern Front. If those 12,000 troops were here in the United States along our U.S.-Mexico border, Gropey Joe Biden could have stopped over two and a half million illegal immigrants at our southern border, and that's just the ones that have been caught. Another 20 to 30,000 have snuck through and not been confronted by Border Patrol, ICE, or CBP agents because we just don't have enough presence on our own border. But Gropey Joe Biden wants to go and protect the Ukraine's border. Think about this, my friends. He has got U.S. troops on the other side, defending the ass end of the Ukraine, and that is of no threat to us whatsoever. But he does not give a rat's narrow, tight, furry little ass about the invasion of terrorists, drug traffickers, human traffickers, cartels, criminals coming across our southern border. Mr. Sullivan said a new package of sanctions will be unveiled on Thursday in conjunction with our allies. He says one of the key elements of the announcement will focus not just on adding new sanctions, but on ensuring that there is a joint effort to crack down on evasion or sanctions busting, on any attempts by any country to help Russia basically undermine, weaken, or get around the sanctions. So now we're going to start playing world policemen again and telling other countries, we know you're starving. But you can't buy Russian wheat. We know you're out of natural gas that you've been buying from Russia, but we're going to shut off the pipeline. And Joe Biden's good at shutting off pipelines. After all, he's done it here since day one in office. Biden and the Western allies have largely ruled out using their own military forces in the Ukraine because they don't want to enter the conflict directly. That's about the only thing I agree with Biden on. They've rebuffed calls from Zelensky to establish no-fly zones or to provide fighter jets. And why would you want to provide anything to a man who just declared himself dictator? Zelensky is now an official dictator. He has changed that country, which basically was a free nation, who voted this guy into office and now announced that he is dictator for life and any opposing parties are illegal and unlawful. And why would we give a nut job like that a single airplane, much less a gallon of fuel for a single airplane? A Polish proposal to establish an international peacekeeping force in Ukraine, which Warsaw is expected to raise during tomorrow's meeting, has been met with skepticism from U.S. officials 
who say Biden is opposed to any scenario that would pit American troops directly against Russians. Probably because many of our troops, and listen, I respect our troops. I respect them just to a point where I can't even express it. I respect anyone who would volunteer to go into a military, okay? I respect them. But how would they stack up against Igors and Ivans? You gotta wonder. There are some items that leaders in this meeting tomorrow will need to adopt. White House and European officials have spent the last week in intensive discussions to develop a menu of options. Biden discussed the summit with his counterparts from the UK, France, Germany, and Italy on Monday. But in the world of Democrat politics, when all is said and done, much more is always said than is ever done, and that's fact. The things they'll talk about in terms of anti-air, air defense, anti-armor, stinger missiles, all of those can be talked about. That needs to be a wider discussion, according to some experts. Number two is we need to tighten the sanctions noose. Duh! Why haven't we cut off the entire purchase in the United States and call for the cutoff of all purchases from the NATO allies of a single drop of Russian oil or a single gallon of Russian gas or a single cubic foot of natural gas? Well, because I'm sure Biden still has a lot of economic interest over there. After all, his cocaine-addled son, Hunter, was on the board of directors of the Ukraine Natural Gas Company, and they were in cahoots with the Russians, just as the Bidens have been in cahoots with the Russians, as well as the Democrats who have been in cahoots with the Russians since the entire lie of Russia, Russia, Russia during the Trump administration. They could expand the list of Russian bank cutoffs from the SWIFT international banking system. They could impose more sanctions on Russian oligarchs or politicians. They could take further steps to cut off Russia's energy profits altogether. But you see, there's something going on behind the scenes that we haven't been made privy to, and that is the Biden crime family's involvement in Russia and in the Ukraine. Zelensky's been begging Biden to visit Kiev suggesting it would make for a dramatic show of support, but the option was not even considered at the White House. I don't blame him. I I wouldn't think any U.S. president should be going into a war zone. But hell, if anyone was going to go into a war zone, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if Joe Biden went over there. (laughs) This is the Truth Hurts program. Let's take a ride on the Wayback Machine, way back to when Donald Trump was the president and they were making America great again. Remember when two opportunities for Supreme Court vacancies were presented to Mr. Trump and he selected Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett to fill the roles left by vacating judges? Remember how the media mistreated both of those candidates, digging down into their past to find out if they ever accidentally stepped off the sidewalk onto someone's lawn or if they ever scolded a child for littering in their street, or anything, checked their back tax records, their marital status, went after all of their relatives. And then remember when the Democrats in Congress did the same thing, doing a probe deeper than any colonoscopy ever in the history of colonoscopies on both Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett? Remember when they tried desperately to pin 
all types of lies and racism on Kavanaugh? Of course you don't remember that, because the media has all but filed that away under bad things the media did but don't want you to remember. Well, now, here we are in 2022, and gropey Joe Biden is getting an opportunity to replace the retiring Justice Stephen Breyer, and he has picked Ms. Katanja Brown-Jackson. And guess what? The media is not looking into any of her questionable dealings, any of her questionable past, any of her softness on sex offenders. No, the media is now searching for reasons why South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham might be racist or something else. He's facing backlash after he questioned Judge Katanja Brown-Jackson on her religious beliefs during the second day of her confirmation hearings. You might recall all of the Democrat senators questioning the religious beliefs and positions on abortion and other things that were levied and lodged against Mr. Kavanaugh and Ms. Coney Barrett. Graham began questioning Ms. Jackson on Tuesday by asking the judge what her faith is as he aired grievances about the treatment of Amy Coney Barrett and other conservative justices. Graham asked Jackson, could you fairly judge a Catholic? Ms. Jackson described herself as a non-denominational Protestant. Lindsey Graham then went on to ask the judge about how important her faith was to her and rate her faithfulness in terms of religion on a scale of one to 10. The same types of questions that are always asked of anyone seeking to serve on the high court. We don't want a super religious nut job that reads every word of the Old Testament as if it were gospel and then try to legislate from a biblical standpoint of 100% because the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth thing would come back and there'd be a whole lot of dead Democrats. Ms. Jackson said, I am reluctant to talk about my faith in this way. Jackson replied, explaining that she wanted the public to be confident in her ability to separate her personal beliefs from her decisions as a judge. She also was reminded by Lindsey Graham, as you know, there is no religious test in the Constitution. Graham's questions came just one day after he told Ms. Jackson that she wouldn't be vilified or attacked for her religious views. He didn't attack them. He asked a simple question. But the media, always looking for an angle, always looking for a way to spin things towards the Democrats and away from the Republicans, is claiming that asking her that question, which was really simple, could you fairly judge a Catholic? And the other question, to rate your faithfulness in terms of religion on a scale of 1 to 10. That's nothing. That is a very easy question to answer. A softball question. The kind of question to expect a Democrat to ask a Democrat nominee. On Tuesday, Graham asserted there was a double standard where conservative nominees were treated as weirdos when they described their families and their faith, and that Democrats are not treated as weirdos. Graham's line of questioning about Jackson's religious views drew criticism on social media. Why is Lindsey Graham grilling Judge Jackson about her religion? 
said John Cooper, a prominent Barack Obama fundraiser. Then he says, Lindsey Graham is disgusting. Asking a job applicant about their religion is unconstitutional, said one Twitter user. That's how Senator Graham starts Judge Brown Jackson's interview. Extremely weird and uncomfortable as Lindsey Graham asked Judge Jackson what her religion is, how often she goes to church, if she could fairly judge a Catholic, etc. This is absurd, one Twitter user, attorney Madiba Denny, tweeted. Where were these maggot-infested, rodent, fecal-matter-mouthed tweeters, Democrats, attorneys, when these same questions and many, many more intense and personal questions were asked of Judge Amy Coney Barrett? Or Brett Kavanaugh? Or let's go all the way back to Clarence Thomas, shall we? Where was the vilification of the Democrat senators? I'd like to take you back in the Wayback Machine once again to the Kavanaugh hearings, where Texas GOP Senator Ted Cruz said those hearings were one of the lowest moments in the committee's history. Told Ms. Jackson no one's going to ask her if she likes beer. Graham himself said Monday that Jackson's confirmation process won't be a circus, but the media is doing everything they can to turn it into a circus. Republicans rightfully spent some amount of time during Jackson's first day of hearings airing complaints about the Barrett and Kavanaugh confirmation process because they were appointed by Donald Trump. They were ultimately confirmed to the Supreme Court after having their entire names, family history, family members, friends, associates, reputations, religion, and everything else dragged in front of the television cameras. But that was okay. That was perfectly fine. Take a listen to Senator Lindsey Graham. Now, when we say this is not Kavanaugh, what do we mean? It means that Democratic senators are not going to have their windows busted by groups. That's what it means. It means that no Republican senator is going to unleash on you an attack about your character when the hearing is virtually over. None of us, I hope, have been sitting on information about you as a person for weeks or months. You come into our offices and we never share it with you to allow you to give your side of the story. We wait to the very last minute when the hearing's about to be gavel concluded and say, oh, by the way, I've got this letter. And so happened that every media outlet in the country had the letter too. So the next morning there were headlines all over the country really accusing Judge Kavanaugh of being basically Bill Cosby. None of us are gonna do that to you. And if any of us does that to you, all hell will break out and it should. So there's Senator Graham being eloquent and polite and explaining to Ms. Katanji Jackson that she would not have to endure the same type of garbage that Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett were subjected to during their respective hearings, nomination hearings. And he made a few comparisons and said, if that did happen, all hell would likely break loose. And he's right. And it did. But this was not the name-calling, reputation-bashing attempt to keep this woman off the court. I think she will end up on the court. And look, she may very well be a qualified candidate, but because Gropey Joe Biden only selected from a pool of black women, 
every black man, every white woman, every white man, every Hispanic woman, every Hispanic man, every Asian woman, every Asian man, every Native American woman, and every Native American man who is as or more qualified than Katanja Brown Jackson should be insulted. And I think that because the only two qualifications Gropey Joe Biden used to select this nominee was dark skin and a vagina, all of Miss Jackson's rulings, all of her opinions will always be forever tarnished with, well, we know how you got your job. Sort of like Camel Toe Harris. We know how and why she got her job. She's certainly not qualified. I'm not saying Katanji Jackson is not qualified to sit on the Supreme Court. I'm just saying the selection process will forever, and rightfully so, tarnish every opinion that she ever comes down on, whether it be pro-Democrat, pro-Republican. They should all be pro-America, pro-Constitution. But again, they will always and forever be tarnished, in my opinion, and the opinion of most in the United States of America. That is all the time I have for this hump day edition of the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day. Say some prayers for the people in Araby near New Orleans, Louisiana, who last night endured major tornado damage, along with those people in Texas who had that same fate dragged upon them on Tuesday. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Thank you.